I can't decide if this is the middle episode of three or the first of two. To quote Björk herself, my first album didn't come out until I was 27, which in pop years is late, you know. So if she's going to blithely ignore everything we talked about in the last episode, perhaps we should too, and say it starts here. Or maybe the distinction is that she never felt any of those were her albums. So today, Björk takes control, and this is the first of two episodes in which we try to work out what happened. But before we get started, let me unpick temporary fandoms a bit for any new listeners. I'll try and keep it short. So, we choose an artist, for example Björk, and we listen to their entire discography. Sometimes we can wrap it up in one episode, like when we listen to Neutral Milk Hotel or McCluskey, and other times it may take as many as six, like when we listen to the complete works of The Fall. We kick off with a short introduction to the albums before letting all hell break loose in a roundtable discussion. It's a great way to celebrate the artists you love or to explore those you want to know more. You can find it all at tempfans.com in your usual podcast places and if you'd like to listen to a special edit of the show cut together with the music we're talking about, check out the show notes and follow the links to Spotify. You get the gist. Let's get on with it as we welcome our guests and head to Iceland to explore the work of Björk. Welcome to Temporary Fandoms. Um, and we're sort of continuing the work we started in the last episode, which, um, I don't know, see that one as a prequel, and this would be the sequel. Anyway, last episode, we worked our way through Icelandic indie post-punk pop band, I guess, the Sugar Cubes, and some other bits of Björk, Björk, Björk's early stuff. So... No prizes for guessing what we're doing today. Uh, the guests have changed slightly. Although, obviously, Nick's still here. Nick, Nick. Hey, Hello. how are you? I'm, I'm absolutely fine, Ewan. Oh, yeah, I'm Ewan. And I'm Nick. <laughs> as an aside, um, I'm just going to mention this up front. Um, as we record this, this is the first day of England's involvement in Euro 2020, the delayed Euro 2020, I may have limited myself to two shandies and a small bottle of beer. Um, not all of us did. <laughs> so joining us for the first time, uh, not been celebrating the football, I don't think, but joining us from over in the Americas, the colonies, it's it's Jeffrey McDonald. Jeffrey, hey, how are you? All right. How are you doing? We are doing great. Thank you very much. Don't look so frightened. It will be fine. Um, I'm rejoining us from the Sugar Cues episode. Um, taking us through the albums of Björk is Liam Maloney, um, electro musician, uh, lecturer, and co-host of the, oh, I always get this wrong, Dance About Dancing About, Dancing about Architecture, which um, is also hosted on Beat Rehab, which is where we also live. Liam Maloney, hello, Liam. Hey, I um, I did, I personally didn't drink today. I thought I'll come in with a clear head, uh, but I also don't like watch any of this sporting um regatta. Is it a regatta when it's football? It's a regatta, yeah, yeah, some form of gala. I don't, I don't engage with that stuff at all. It's a sport gala, yeah, sport lovely. gala. Um, so Liam, you're the one who's going to be taking us through the the albums, um, Bjork's work over the next two episodes. 
in today's episodes, what albums are we covering, please? Um, oh, so we are, weirdly, we are starting again at the beginning, but we're starting with her debut album, which isn't her debut album by a long shot, but officially debut. Then we're going to drag ourselves through the stuff in post, which is going to, I'm sure, be a, an interesting natter. And then maybe caught a little bit of controversy with the third choice on this list. And I, I, can, I can feel the daggers coming my way already, <laughs> um, which will be Telegram. But there's a reason we're doing Telegram, and hopefully that'll become clear. And then we're going to jump into the delicious homogenic and then to um, one of my absolute faves at the end, which is Vespertine. So we're going to kind of do the first half of her um, solo oeuvre, I suppose. Oeuvre. Perfect. Um, when we're when we were chatting, organizing this in advance, we sort of settled on the sugar cubes was going to be pre. This episode was going to be peak Bjork, and the next one was post Bjork. Although this is the one that actually has the album post on it, so at some point there may be some form of confusion, probably for me. Anyway, there's not much more to say. Nick has said everything in the introductions about patrons and whatnot. Um. Oh, um, we have various ways you can support us. Find out on tempfans.com. Um, at the moment, we have one patron, um, one regular uh, funder, um, and that's Nick's sister. So please, come on. Someone must want to keep the lights on at Temporary Fandoms Tower. Um, my wife did suggest that she joined, became a patron, but we have a joint bank account. So just be like, I'm paying myself. Anyway, we're going to get cracking. And the next voice you hear will be Liam's after this. So here we are at debut. We're actually five, six albums in now, but it's still called debut. The album basically holds two kinds of tracks. In 1993, apparently there was only two kinds of music that Bjork was capable of doing, if you break it down, really. We get the kind of 808 state-inspired stuff, the kind of big dance bangers like Crying or More to Life, which was recorded at uh, Nicky Holloway's Milk Bar. And obviously the kind of the huge hits like uh, Big Time Sensuality and the kind of beloved-esque One Day. And these kind of fulfill her dance music credential. All of which are actually great tracks it's better than i recall it being this record the other kind of track that she does the other type that she's capable of doing at this point it seems is this kind of trip hoppy almost sorry to say it coffee table smoothness stuff like human behavior and airplane kind of hint at this sort of trip hoppy more chiba-esque vibe but there's also other hints in there, particularly hints of kind of James Bond themes. She does kind of obsess with all this Bond theme stuff, really. And even when it comes to the re-release of debut a year later, when it's got a particular kind of amount of um, power and cachet behind it, where people are really embracing this album, it includes the track Play Dead from the film Young American, Never Seen It, but interestingly, it's written in collaboration with David Arnold, who will go on to be the score, kind of lead guy for most of the Pierce Brosnan Bond films. And even more interestingly, 
In 97, Bjork will participate in David Arnold's Shaken and Stirred album. It never actually made it onto the record, but if you look at it there, you'll be able to find Bjork and David Arnold covering You Only Live Twice, which kind of fulfills, I think, Bjork's Bondian ambitions or Bondian leanings. It's a great record. It's fun. It's better than I remember it being. It's enjoyable, and it's it's really full of... It kind of goes back to what the sugar cubes were doing it's really joyous it's a just a fun record that hints at potential artistic merit and intrigue to come 